The Reverend Sarah Speed wrote this poem for Christmas Eve called Every Year. My heart and I have an agreement. Every year we show up here, here in the sanctuary, here with the candles and the tall ceilings, here with the creaky church pews and the songs of silent nights. My heart and I have an agreement. Every year we show up here at the end of the year after another 12 months of humanity of me trying to keep it all together, trying to keep my head above water, trying to keep up appearances. Every year we show up here. We drop it all, we leave it at the door. We come into the space and I can swear it feels different. Maybe it's God, maybe it's hope, maybe it's love, but whatever it is, I need it every year. So we show up here. Tell us again the story of tonight. My heart needs it. It's Christmas Eve. And tonight we tell again that familiar story of God being born among us, love in the flesh. Some of us need to hear it because we faced a tough year and our hearts need it. We also tell it to remind ourselves that this story is told in many ways every day. And so tonight we ask, where do you fit in the Christmas story? I'm Pastor Sue Collar. I'm lead pastor here at First Presbyterian Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. And may this Christmas message give you something to think about, not just today, but after you've opened the presents, after you've put away your Christmas decorations, because Christmas isn't just once a year. And may this Christmas message also give you some hope that God is at work all year round and not just on Christmas. Let's hear the Christmas story from Luke chapter two, verses one through 20. In those days, a decree went out from the Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration, and was taken while Cunerius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, 
praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. So we have heard again the Christmas story. How many times have we heard that story? And how many more times will we hear that on Christmas Eves to come? I have to say, as a pastor, I love Christmas Eve, and, and I hate it at the same time because I always have to come up here, as every other pastor does, going, what in the world can I possibly say about this story that hasn't already been said a thousand times by other pastors or even by myself? The reality is, is we pastors know that we don't have to stand up here and say anything. You've heard the story. You get to sing your favorite carols. You get wonderful music. We will end by lighting candles and singing Silent Night. And that is all we need. You will leave and your hearts will be full if I never say another word and I sit down right now. I'm not going to sit down right now. I'm so sorry about that. Now, one of my previous churches, though, I used to love the Christmas Eve service because I actually didn't preach then. The youth and the children led the service, and they put on a Christmas pageant every Christmas Eve, and I was never involved in any of the planning, any of the practice, and so the, the big surprise for Christmas Eve when people showed up was, who got to play Mary and Joseph? You know, who, who played the shepherds, and who got to sing the solo of the angel announcing good news to everyone? In a way, those kids and their teachers were engaged in one of the most theological questions of the night. To whom did Christ come, and what role do we play in the Christmas story? It's a question not just for Christmas Eve, but every day of the year, because every day the Christmas story is being acted out in our world. We just don't notice it because we aren't looking for it. I mean, truth be told, after the Christmas decorations are put away, after the DVD of the Charlie Brown Christmas is put back in its sleeve, we will go on with life. We'll get back to normal, as we say. And then fall will come around, and it's happening earlier and earlier. You know, September comes around, and the stores start pulling out the Christmas sales, and we bemoan the fact that Christmas intrudes in our life so early. But Christmas does intrude, whether we recognize it or not. Every day, if you are willing to look, you can find people living on the margins, either literally, without enough food, without a, a roof over their head, without health care, without safety, or spiritually, people who suffered invisible losses, who have been dismissed or rejected by their family, by their friends, by society people who need to hear the angels sing, God has come to you. 
Maybe that's you. In which case, join the shepherds at the manger. Because whether it's December 24th or August 1st, God has come to walk alongside you. Every day there are those who out of fear or desire for power use their power to silence those who threaten the world they have so carefully built for themselves. Sometimes they are us. When we resist those who disrupt our comfort or assumptions by rising up and demanding to be heard, to be seen, and to be counted. And then we have to decide, will we see? Will we listen? Or will we send out the soldiers to put them down? Every day you can find those who go out of their way to help a stranger when there's nothing in it for them. I know that's many of you. And every day there are those who dare to believe that God is at work bringing about a more just and a more loving world. And they hold up that vision and they call ourselves, they call us to be our better selves. Christmas doesn't just happen at Christmas. It's happening every day all around us. Last week, Pastor Jim Rigby from St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church in Austin, Texas, gave his version of the current cast of players for today's Christmas pageant. And I haven't been able to get it out of my head. Listen to the cast of players as he sees it. In this year's Christmas pageant, the role of Herod will be played by every political leader who bashes immigrants, hounds women having difficult pregnancies, or sends terror into parents with transgender children seeking medical care in an effort to consolidate their own power base. This year, as every year, the role of the Christ child is being played by children born on the margins of human concern lost in the struggle between powerful religious and political forces, these tender souls are born shivering in the cold and visible to the world. Every one of them is of infinite value, worth more than all the treasures in the world. The shepherds working out in the field will be played by rail workers without sick leave and construction workers in dangerous jobs. Once again this year, it is the humble marginalized, not the honored insiders who will hear the angel song. The role of Mary will be played by all those radical lovers of humankind who keep the flame of hope for universal justice burning. Like Mary, they sing of a day when those who dominate others will be brought down and the oppressed will be lifted up in a revolution of loving justice. The hotel owner, who often gets a bad rap in our Christmas plays, will be played by those willing to stop counting money long enough to help someone who needs it. Think about it, someone had to find that stall for Christ to be born in. The role of Joseph will be played by all those who don't need to personally benefit in order to help others. The wise ones will be played by those willing to leave old certainties to follow today's truth. They are willing to leave old systems of domination to seek a new age of kindness. The role of angels is always will be played by those who can hover above religious sects and national boundaries and hierarchies of vested power and wealth to sing a song of peace on earth and goodwill to all. 
see, the Christmas story is being told and acted out and played every single day. Once we put away the Christmas decorations and the nativity sets, you know, it doesn't even enter our minds to think about who's playing Mary, who's playing Joseph, who's playing Herod and the angels. But there are Herods all over the place. There are Josephs and innkeepers and shepherds who live on the margins and angels who announce good news and Marys who remind us of why this matters. When Christmas is over and you box up all of your decorations until next year, I want you to do something. Leave out a nativity set. If you don't have one, I'll bet you could find one on clearance Monday somewhere at Walmart. Doesn't matter how fancy it is. Leave out a nativity set and place it where you can see it every day. On the table here, we actually have three nativity sets. One of them is the church, the big one in the middle, but the other two are mine. One of them is, uh, picked it up at a flea market in Lima, Peru. It's uh, native Peruvians. And the other, on the other end of the table, is a black holy family. You see, having grown up in a church where God was always portrayed as white and privileged like me, these remind me that I probably was not among the shepherds that the angels first gave the good news to. So when you look at your nativity set, ask, what role do you play in today's Christmas pageant? Will you be Herod and let fear govern your actions? Will you be Joseph or the hotel owner and Respond with graciousness and generosity to the needs around you. Will you be Mary, who sees what God's desires for us and holds that up as a vision for us to see? Will you be one of the wise ones, willing to set aside old certainties and biases and be open to new ideas and new understandings? Will you seek God in them? Will you be an angel and announce to those who most need to hear it that God has come for them? And if you are one of the, the shepherds facing your own challenges and needs, well, know you're not alone. Be a shepherd. It's okay to be a shepherd if that's who you are. And know that the good news is for you, first of all, that a child has been born for you and God has come to you. You are seen and you are heard. The point is, you get to choose what role you're going to play in the Christmas pageant today and tomorrow. So who do you want to be? Second, when you look at that nativity set over there, whichever one you happen to leave up at home, let that remind you to look for where God has already come. We are not waiting for God to be born. God has been born. God has come. So where are the angels showing up today and announcing that good news that God is here? Where are those places on the margins where life is fragile, voices are silent, and, and people are rejected? 
Because then you will know where God is sending you. Be the good news to those who need it. Meet God there. And help someone else hear that angel's song that God has come for them. God may not assign us a role to play, but God sure invites us to be Mary, be Joseph, be that hotel keeper, be a wise one, be, be an angel, because the world needs more Marys and Josephs and innkeepers and angels. So what role will you play in today's Christmas pageant. And just know that no matter what role you do choose to play, don't forget the most important thing about this Christmas story. For you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Amen. Tonight we celebrate the incarnation of God. We celebrate the night that God's deep joy took on flesh when God became one of us and joined us in this thing we call life to walk it with us and to always be with us. Because God has become one of us, there is and always will be joy in this world. A joy that has nothing to do with happiness, but a joy that is about courage, resilience, and hope. That joy is the light of the world because it shines in the deepest darkness and the darkness can never put it out. Because the darkness can never extinguish God's love, joy, peace, and hope, and nor can it extinguish the light. This is the light of Christ. May it shine upon us and through us this holy night.
It may seem naive, Lord, in a world of grief to choose to live in joy. It may seem foolish in a world where solemnity is power to sing and dance to a different tune. It may seem cruel in a world of suffering and injustice to speak of light and celebration. But you have come, Jesus, to bring joy into our grief, light into our darkness, singing into our mourning, and it is an act of healing and proclamation, a sense of courage and hope to believe and embrace the joy you offer. And so we tell the story from one generation to another that joy has been born, the Lord has come. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to this Christmas message. Whenever you're listening to this, remember that the Christmas story is told every day for you and for the world. So ask yourself, what role will you play today? May the love of God, the peace of Jesus Christ born among us this night, and the hope of the Spirit's renewal be with you. May you be deeply blessed by joy deep down in your heart, and may you join with all heaven and nature by making all of your life a song that lights up the world wherever you are. Merry Christmas. Thanks for joining us at First Presbyterian Church, where faith is nurtured, curiosity encouraged, diversity welcomed, and all are loved. Find out more about us at fpclincoln.org.